Hey everybody, it's Sean. It's another episode of my podcast and we got a really cool one today. My guest is Dr. Allison Tuttle. She is the Vice President of Zoological Operations at Mystic Aquarium. And we talked a little bit about her awesome job and what's going on at Mystic Aquarium. And uh, I personally love Mystic Aquarium. We just took my son there for the first time uh, a few weeks ago and he absolutely loved it. And looking at the seals and the whales and the penguins, was sort of a magical moment for me as a parent. And I know a lot of parents feel the same. So I wanted to talk to Dr. Tuttle about what goes into running an aquarium and making sure the animals are safe and having that cool of a job. And I hope you'll stay tuned and we'll see you after the break. So my guest today is a very special one. It's Dr. Allison Tuttle. She is the Senior Vice President of Zoological Operations at Mystic Aquarium. Dr. Allison, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. As I just told you offline a second ago, uh, my wife and I brought my son to Mystic Aquarium a few weeks ago, and it was just so incredible as a parent to watch him just be in such awe of the animals there. You got a pretty cool job. I definitely have a pretty cool job. I work at an amazing place. Um, We have 5,000 different animals that are here as ambassadors to inspire all of our guests the way your son was inspired. And certainly one of the most exciting parts of working at Mystic Aquarium is watching the wonder on people's faces as they see close up these beautiful animals. I bet, I bet. So I want to talk about the aquarium, but I want to talk about you for a second. Tell me how you got into zoology. What was your journey into that path? Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in Massachusetts, um, and as a child, I loved everything about animals, but I also loved everything about the beach. I was the kid combing through tidal pools and jumping around um, sand dunes and things like that. It was when I was in high school that I interned at New England Aquarium, where I learned that there were people who could be both veterinarians and for marine animals. So it was then that that really clicked, that that was uh, an amazing way for me to marry both of the loves um, that inspired me. So I uh, attended college with the idea of going to veterinary school, which I then did. Um, I residency and internship trained to be a board certified specialist in zoological medicine and was very lucky to be hired at Mystic Aquarium um, some years ago uh, to lead the veterinary programs. And, you know, so my career started as a veterinarian, um, taking care of all of the aquarium's animals, as well as the rescued animals that come in through the animal rescue program. And um, over time, I've evolved to oversee all of the zoological operations, the animal care, the veterinary care, the rescue. Now, my son's favorite maritime animal is by far the octopus. Whenever we read any book whatsoever, he is always pointing to the octopus. Did you have a favorite maritime animal when you were growing up that kind of made you want to go into that field or not really? Uh, I definitely think that Um, While I loved all of the animals, I was definitely very inspired by turtles and have always been Um, definitely a big draw for me, um, but was also wowed by sea lions in the show. And um, certainly uh, seeing dolphins and whales was also a big, a big driver for me. 
So you, your career obviously has taken you to a few different places, but you've been working at Mystic Aquarium for about 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what drew you to Mystic? What's special about that aquarium that, that made you want to come there? Where do I start? Mystic Aquarium is such a special place. So we are an amazing facility with a mission on conservation, education, and research. So not only do we wow and inspire guests where they can have a great time with their family, but we're really making a difference every single day with all of the work that we do. And, you know, as time goes on, conservation of our ocean planet becomes more and more important. And it's this work that we do in that regard that makes the work here so meaningful. And then take a look at the amazing animal collection that we have here at Mystic Aquarium. New England's only beluga whales. Um, We have many different species of seals and sea lions and hundreds of different kinds of beautiful fish. So being able to work with all of these animals while uh, being part of such an important mission is really what drew me. So let's talk about the whales because the whales is kind of the thing that I think is the most exciting thing happening. I know you just got five new uh, belugas at the aquarium. And I think right when we had come, they were just uh, getting there for the first time. And so I think it was maybe the first or second day that they were there. Tell me what it's like for you to plan that out, right? To say, hey, we want to have beluga whales at Mystic. Uh, and then I guess it's got to be your job to make sure that you can do that in a safe and sustainable way for both them and the guests. Walk me through what that decision was like to have that exciting news. Yes, this was a project that we've been working on for many, many years. And it was born years ago from the realization that we had just a small number of belugas, but yet belugas in the wild are declining at such a rapid rate. And no one knows why. So research needs to be done. And Mystic Aquarium's research team focuses on beluga conservation research. So we wanted to bring a group of animals to Mystic Aquarium where they would take part in voluntarily participating in these important research projects while also engaging our guests. Um, That way we can really work towards conservation of wild belugas. So um, how do we do that? Well, we worked with an organization in Canada called Marineland that has an awful lot of belugas up there. And we designed a research permit that we submitted to the US government where we detailed the important research that we believe needed to be conducted. Um, It fills all these knowledge gaps that the government has already highlighted. And then we worked through this very long intensive process back and forth with the government And when our permit was approved, we were steaming forward ahead uh, with importing these animals from Canada. Um, So moving one whale to a different between aquariums is a big job. Moving five belugas across an international border that's closed due to a pandemic was really quite a feat and takes lots and lots of planning. How did they literally get here from Canada? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Belugas are trained to swim into stretchers. Um, So they have these special stretchers that are made just for them that have little holes for their pectoral flippers. So they're trained to swim into a stretcher in in a shallow water pool. Once they swim into that stretcher, they're secured to a crane where they can be hoisted out of the pool. And then they're placed in special transport containers, which are essentially really big, uh, rounded rectangular containers that have water in it. And those stretchers are suspended um, with poles into that water 
so that the whale is very comfortable and wet, um, and yet it's protected, like uh, similar the way a seatbelt protects us in a vehicle um, while it's moving. Um, and then those containers are put on the back of flatbed trucks and driven with police escorts to the airport. And then they are loaded onto very large airplanes. In our case, we use the C-130 Herc aircraft, um, which is oh. also used by Navy SEALs. Um, and flown. Um, so we flew from Canada right into Groton, New London Airport. And um, then the process reversed itself for them to get into our pools here. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, who knew that whales could fly? I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's awesome. Um, so, but I think you just talked about something that's really important, which is that I think people who take their kids to, to, the, to the aquarium like I did, they may not know that it's not just about the show and the, the pleasure of the audience. It's also about studying those animals. Um, do you think that we're doing enough today, not just at Mystic Aquarium, I know you, do, you all do a great job, but given your passion for animals in the ocean, do you think that we're doing nearly enough research right now about what's happening in our oceans and, and further how we can further protect those oceans and those who live there? Yeah, we need research on everything at this point. Um, these ocean environments are changing so rapidly. Not only is the temperature changing, but the pHs are changing and the ocean currents are changing. And this has implications for people as well as the animals that live in the ocean. So this, we can't get enough study about this. And you know, the study can be environmental and it can be on the species level. It's really all needed. Um, and I think, all of that together with making p everyday citizens that maybe aren't conducting their own research aware of the issues and figuring out how to engage people in what things they can each do to make a difference. Because, you know, when you talk about these conservation challenges, it can be very overwhelming, you know, like sometimes people are like, gosh, it's such a big problem. What could I do? But there are special things that every individual person can do to reduce their carbon footprint, to eat sustainable seafood, even just visiting an, an aquarium like Mystic Aquarium, where our work focuses on research and conservation supports that work. So it's really um, something that everyone can get involved with, whether you're a researcher or not. Well, that's a great point. You know, uh, I got to keep going back to my son here because he's pretty much my whole life. But uh, his favorite book is called Pout Pout Fish Cleans Up the Ocean. I'm not sure if you've ever read that one. It's a, it's I a love really it. smash, smash hit. But uh, Pout Pout is talking about how there's a problem that needs solving. We don't know what to do. I'm going to go find some answers. Would you like to join me too? So for kids that are listening or for parents that are listening or educators that are listening and their six-year-old turns to them and says, hey, mommy, what can we do to make sure that the marine animals are okay? What can average people in Connecticut do to support the work that you're doing and be better citizens on behalf of the planet in that regard? That's a great question. And some of the really simple changes that people can make are avoiding the use of single-use plastics whenever they can. Plastics exist forever. They might get smaller over time and become microplastics, but they don't go away. So choosing to use a reusable water bottle, a reusable bag um, makes a really big difference. It decreases the ocean pollution that's out there and is less for our planet to absorb. Um, and then on the flip side, um, if you are going to use something like that, recycle, recycle, recycle. Um, and when you're out and about, if you're at the beach and you see a piece of litter, pick it up and put it in the right place that protects all sorts of sea animals. Yeah. 
So in terms of coming to visit the aquarium, so as I said, I, I took my son there and the governor a few weeks ago announced a really cool initiative to give uh, limited free admission to uh, aquariums for children or not just aquariums, but all museums. And unfortunately, Mystic is sold out, but there's still tickets available that people can come down and, and visit the aquarium any day, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we um, are on timed ticketing. So people are encouraged to make a reservation online to come and see us. Um, but there is plenty of spots available and we've got plenty to show them. So since you're the head of all zoology there, this is probably a hard question, but I have to ask you anyway, and you can't say beluga whales. What is your favorite animal that's there right now that you think people should be the most excited to come and see at the at the aquarium? And I can't say belugas. Wow. Can't say belugas. No. Um, well, that's, that's a really hard question. Can I say all of them? Uh, well, let me ask you, I'll ask you a different way because I can't make you pick between your children because those animals are basically all your children. What, what is the thing that you think people are most excited to see besides the belugas? Is it the sea lions? Is it the penguins? What is it? Well, I will share that we have a we're opening a brand new sea lion presentation this summer called Connecting with Conservation and our sea lions are essentially the conservation ambassadors so guests can come and see them and their goofy antics and learn about their natural history and also about some conservation tips that they can do in their everyday lives to protect all ocean animals so I would say the sea lion show is a huge hit it's really fun and it's really inspiring um, so I would definitely encourage guests to come see that. We also, um, for, for those folks who are more into extinct animals, we do have a dinosaur um, exhibit called Jurassic Giants, which includes some movies, um, which are really, really cool. Um, so that maybe would appeal to some of the more digitally focused um, guests that we have there. And, you know, just another thing that I really enjoyed doing is parking in front of one of our beautiful tanks full of tropical fish and just watching these animals animals. Um, it inspires me with um, a lot of peace. Do you, you feel like there's, there's, you know, talk now, I just listened to a podcast about, you know, my octopus friend or my octopus teacher on, on Netflix. And um, it, it seems like there's a growing movement to sort of connect more with animals, to connect more with nature. Um, do you still feel after 15 years when you go to work and interact with these animals, do you still uh, feel that wonder that my son felt when he looked in that tank? Actually, it sounds corny, but every single day, I can yeah. honestly say I'm one of those lucky people that's never worked a day in my life. I work hard, but it's so fulfilling and it's so enjoyable and such a privilege to work with so many amazing animals that it, I do. I feel I feel wonder and, and I feel inspired every single day. Well, um, Dr. Allison, uh, on behalf of Connecticut, I'm so grateful that you feel that way and that you do what you do because the gift that you give of caring for those animals obviously is paid forward every time a kid walks in there or a grown-up walks in there and gets to experience that. And um, I'm just so excited that it's so close to us in Connecticut, this great aquarium, this great resource. And I hope um, those listening that have not been there yet will soon check it out and get there um, to see that. And um, Dr. Allison, it's great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks for all that you do. And thanks so much for having me as a guest today.